Welcome to Voices of Compassion, CHC's podcast series providing courage, connection, and compassion, highlighting topics that matter to our community, our parents, families, educators, and other professionals. I'm Cindy Lopez, and today we're talking college. Are you, as a parent, wondering if college is the right option for your teen? Communication is key to supporting your child as they consider whether or not college is right for them. We are honored to welcome Katie Reeves, a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner, as a guest today on our podcast series. She has lots of experience talking with teens and their parents about all kinds of issues, including this important issue about college or not. Thank you for joining us today, Katie. Well, I'm so pleased to be here. I am a nurse practitioner. I work with families all the time, mostly with adolescents. That's my niche. Uh, have a lot of conversations about college and kind of what happens after high school. So I'm really excited about this conversation. Great. Thanks. Thank you for joining us, Katie. We're really excited to have you too. And um, we haven't had this kind of college conversation before, so this is great. As we think about families and teens and parents who are thinking about college right now or you know, finishing up high school and trying to figure out what's next, what's your advice to parents about how they can communicate with their child about college and about whether or not it's the right option? So I think whenever we talk about college or even community college or trade school or work right after high school, oftentimes we look for the right answer. What is the right thing for, for my kid? And so I think especially with everything that is unknown with COVID and the times, it's really important to try and understand how to figure out with your kid and what are strategies for figuring out with your kid what is best for them rather than an overarching, yes, college is always the best option or no, it's not worth your time right now. And like you said, communication is key. And I know working with 17, 18, 19 year olds, communication can be extraordinarily difficult. Not because they aren't capable or we aren't capable, but only because there are so many other things going on um, in a developing brain and also in a parent's brain when you have kids that age. So in terms of kind of like key components to communication, one of the strategies that I use all the time with families is identifying goals. What are the goals for college, what are the goals for even the conversation about college and aligning on those goals. So I've talked to a lot of parents who say, obviously the goal of college is to set my child up for success in adulthood. I talked to a lot of teenagers who say the goal of college is to make friends and figure out what they like in the world <laughs> and, and you know, be close to the beach or, or be in a big city or um, something that is, that is not necessarily as holistic as the idea of creating a foundational base for your future. Yeah, they're totally not on the same wavelength. Right, exactly. And so when you have different goals between the teen and the parent, sometimes conversations about logistics become really hard. So you can imagine if you're trying to say, well you know, maybe the best idea is to take a gap year. Or as a parent, I'm saying to my kid, maybe the best idea is to go to this four-year university when your teen wants to take a gap year. If, if you're not able to say, okay, well, what do I think you're going to get out of this experience to achieve that goal? 
then that conversation just kind of becomes an argument about something entirely different, right? You're kind of missing each other in that conversation. We do want to align teens and parents in their goals kind of first and foremost, and it becomes the most effective strategy for beginning a conversation. If goals are different, which it sounds likely, then what does that conversation look like between the parents and the child? So I think the first thing that you can do is enter the conversation asking questions without making assumptions. Because assumptions kind of generate some pushback and say, well, you don't, you're not listening to me, right? Kids want to feel validated. Teens especially want to feel validated. And so entering the conversation, it can be really useful to come in with questions saying, what do you want? What are your goals after high school? Um, What are the things that you want to get out of the next four to five, six years? And allowing your kid to answer that. Maybe there's a snarky remark in there. Maybe not. (laughs) Maybe they're stressed. Maybe they're assuming that college is the end-all be-all and will decide their future, which a lot of these kids also think. Um, And being able to acknowledge kind of what the current status is in terms of this conversation is going to be the best starting off point. You can go to your kid and say, you know what? I'm a little nervous to talk to you about this because I think you're going to shut down. And I really don't want you to shut down. That can be a really disarming and really nice thing for, you know, your teen to hear is that you're being honest with them and you're saying, I'm nervous about this conversation or I'm feeling frustrated because all I want to do is help and I don't really know how. Yeah. It's a perfect time for, for parents to kind of show how human they are. So in your experience, Katie, when there is a difference between what parents want and what the kids want, as they think about life beyond high school, I can see even if there is some open and honest conversation, they still may be kind of at impasse Mm -hmm. because parents are going to think, no, I really know that this is the right thing for you. And the, and the kid is like, right. Not right for me. Right. So what happens then? So in any kind of um, potentially controversial conversation you're going to have with your teen, I always recommend kind of this two-step process of first you validate and then you reorient to whatever you think reality is, right? And this is something I use kind of in every conversation that I have with anybody, actually. It's really important to validate the concerns of the other person, people's feelings, you're validating feelings. And I know feelings is, you know, sometimes a taboo word, especially in logistics conversations, but it is really important, especially with 17, 18, 19 year olds. So if a kid's coming in and saying, I don't want to go to college, or I know exactly where I want to go. And the parent's thinking something different. The best thing the parent can do is try and understand the feelings that are behind that opinion. So if your teen is saying, I need to go to community college because all my friends are going to Foothill, even though I got into, you know, UC Santa Barbara, right? That conversation isn't necessarily going to go well (laughs) if the parent's disregarding maybe the reasons behind that decision that your kid is making. So if you can say, I understand you want to be close to your friends. Of course you want to be close to your friends. And then you, you put yourself in their shoes. You think, well, yeah, it would be really hard to know one group of people for four years, which at 18 is a huge piece of your life. 
and and have to think about going somewhere different. That would be so difficult. And if you can express that to them and say, I understand why you're thinking about that and and show them, you know, explain it a lot. And then I also tell parents, you know, you're being validating when your kid starts to say, yeah, yeah, exactly. And they will, they'll get excited about hearing you repeat back to them exactly what they're saying to you. Once you have validated and only once you have validated, and sometimes it's one sentence and sometimes it's, you know, two hours of conversation. Once that validation is there, once your kid is saying, yeah, yeah, okay, you get it. Like I get that you get it. That's when you can say, now hear me out, right? Thank you for tuning in. Just a note before we continue on with today's episode, we hope you're following us on social media so you don't need to wait a whole week between episodes to get engaging, inspiring, and educational content from CHC. Our social handles are linked on our podcast webpage at podcasts.chconline.org. I really appreciate your advice and your expertise around how parents can have conversations with their kids about hard things. And additionally, if their kids are struggling with mental health and or learning challenges, um, sometimes I think they can get into this situation where the kid feels like I can do this, like totally confident about their potential success, where parents are feeling like, no, I don't, I'm not seeing that. So if they are kind of in that space where the parent knows that the child has some challenges, the child knows too, right? But the kid thinks that, you know, it's going to be great. I, I got this. And the parents just don't have the same confidence. What happens then? I mean, Cindy, it's a great question. And, and kind of even at a broader spectrum, what do you do when your kids are struggling with mental health problems prior to leaving home? right? It's terrifying. It's terrifying for the kid. It's terrifying for the parent and terrifying, honestly, for the providers too, right? We want to give the right advice moving forward. And I think one of the biggest issues that that I see, I mean, we talk about this constantly in clinic. We want to make sure that we are empowering these teens and letting them know that they can do hard things, So we don't want to say, oh, well, because you're struggling with mental health problems, we think that you should forever live with your parents because that's not empowering. And it's, it's also not true, right? People function with mental health problems all into adulthood, (laughs) especially things like anxiety, depression, you know, that kind of come in and out or have bouts that are worse than others. Like we want to be able to give these teenagers the right idea about being able to take care of themselves and knowing that you can still have supports in college or living on your own in whatever setting that is. That being said, there are scenarios and situations where, you know, there might be an acuity of an illness that is much higher that needs a lot more support, like the intervention of a parent kind of on a more regular basis. And in those circumstances, maybe it is more useful for that kid to stay at home. And I think the most important piece of advice that I can give is not to make that decision too early. I have conversations all the time with parents who are, you know, rightfully terrified about the next steps for their child, maybe a year before they go to college, or maybe even two years before they go to college. They'll say, I don't think, I don't think that my kid's ready. We have no idea. And if they're talking to me about it, it usually means their kid's getting help and in treatment already. 
right? And so if they're in treatment, that's a really good sign that they're on their way to get better. And so if we, if we have a group around them, if they are, if they're engaging in treatment, if they're engaging in therapy or, or medication management or whatever it is, there's a likelihood that they're going to think differently about what they're prepared to do in three months, six months, a year down the line. And so if we're saying a year out, you know what, you're not ready for college, that can be one of those kind of damning conversations that feels really hard and heavy um, on a teen, especially a teen that's already going through mental health struggles. So I always tell parents, you know, if, if kids are struggling with school, if they're struggling getting their apps in, if they're struggling with, you know, doing things on their own, and it's making you concerned about their future, just remind them how cool it is that they're trying to get better. Yeah. And that in and of itself is really empowering. Yes, that's great. I love that. Thinking about, so that's that conversation where the child might be ready, thinking they're mm -hmm. ready when the parents are like, what? Mm -hmm. Maybe not. It's really wise, as you said, to not make that decision a year out, right? I mean, that's the, that's kind of the conundrum with college applications, right? Right. You're trying to make decisions for a year down the road. And it's important just to remember that and keep that all in perspective. So I really appreciate those reminders too. So you have, on one hand, you have the child that's totally confident, determined and ready to go. Well, what if you have the child that, or the, the son or daughter that is really not confident and really doubtful and like, I don't think I can do this. It's like overwhelming to think about what happens then. I'm so glad you asked that. I actually, this week, only a couple days ago, I had a 15-year-old boy kind of stop me at the beginning of, of one of our appointments. And, and he said, do you think I can go to college? Like, Do you think I can do this? Because I don't think that I can. And I said, <laughs> no, I, I don't. You're 15. I really don't. <laughs> I think it was just such a good example of mm -hmm. how much pressure um, which, of course, we talk about all the time, but how much pressure uh, these kids are under to plan their future and to decide what comes after high school. Are they going to be able to get into college? And if you get into college, do you get into a good enough college to, you know, build this life off of? And unfortunately, I do think even when parents are, you know, really level-headed about, about talking to their kids about this, there's just so much culturally that seeps in at school and in friend groups and in extracurriculars that emphasizes kind of um, an individual's worth based on where they go to school. And so I get a lot of kids coming in with a ton of doubt really early on about their ability to even engage in college. And so I think these are the times when, you know, if kids are really concerned about their ability to do college, I think this is a really wonderful time for parents to kind of take their hand and say, you know what, we believe in you. Like, we think you're going to be able to do this. And no, we're not going to just throw you out of the nest or whatever it is. We're not going to just say, good luck. Like, freshmen in college, like, that's a time when your hand is being held by a lot of people, <laughs> right? And remind them that being nervous about this transition is, is totally typical and expected. And there are things that we can put in place to make it to make it easier. So Katie, thinking about the child who might be doubtful or not confident about going to college or 
you know, even a decision about what comes next after high school. Through this COVID lens that we are living in right now, I think there's an added sense of uncertainty. So students who are dealing with some mental health challenges, the time in which you're living might just add more stressors. Are there any hints or tips you might give about that? So much is unknown about the future, which I think to an adult can be very stressful. To an 18-year-old in transition, it can be overwhelming. Um, The idea that they don't know what's coming next, I mean, we all kind of understand that in that transition, but to not know what's coming next because there's a global crisis <laughs> and every school is doing something different to combat it. And, you know, some of my friends are, are shipped off to school and some of them are having to stay home and do everything online. And I, am I going to get this experience that I expected or not? And, you know, how am I going to make friends? All that kind of thing. Like it is extraordinarily overwhelming. And, and so one of the things I've been talking a lot to my teens about is it's okay to not really be okay with this right now. And, and parents, it's probably best for them to reiterate this, right? If, if your kid looks a little off, that's probably an appropriate response to the world right now. It is kind of a mess, right? Um, we all feel it. And same with parents, right? It's okay to not be okay for a minute. And so to remind them, you know, we don't expect you to know what to do right now. Because literally no one knows what to do right now. And I think a lot of the conversations I've had with teens that, you know, go down that, that direction, there's a lot of relief that comes with knowing that no one really knows what to do. Yeah. And it's okay to not be okay. Um, there's a lot of relief. That's great. It's a good reminder. We all need that, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Every day, little voice in my ear. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, Katie, thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing from your experience and expertise. Um, I'm wondering if there is one thing that you hope that our listeners would take away from this episode, what would that be? Yeah, I think college is not the end all be all, you know, for anybody. And there's probably a bunch of good options. That's the other thing, figuring out with your kid what to do. It's a really hard decision, but it's one where there's probably a lot of options that are going to go well. So there's no right and wrong here. And hopefully, hopefully communicating with your kid is kind of the key to figuring out, um, you know, what the next step is for them. Yeah, great. Thank you, Katie. Yeah, thanks for having me. To all of our listeners, thank you for joining us today. And we hope that you will join us again next week. Find us online at podcasts.chconline.org. Also, please follow us on our socials. Find us on Facebook at chc.paloalto and Twitter and Instagram at chc underscore Palo Alto. You can also visit our YouTube channel at chc online Palo Alto, and we are on LinkedIn. Subscribe to Voices of Compassion on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcast apps and sign up for our Virtual Village email list so you never miss an update or an episode. I always love to hear from you, so send me an email or voice memo at podcasts at chconline.org or leave us a rating and review. 
We look forward to you tuning in each week. After all, we are in this together. See you next week.